and we are live. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Okudowski and Jason Burmis of We Are Change.org here for our weekly Sunday news recap. And today is Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern, February 23rd, 2019. And we will be live here for over an hour, most likely a little bit more talking about all the important things that happened this week. We're going to be live on Facebook, on Periscope. The podcast of this episode will be available on iTunes later, but of course, predominantly, we are going to be talking to you here on youtube.com forward slash we are change where we're going to take your phone calls, your super chats, and of course, engage with you one on one during this live broadcast. Now, Jason, holy canola, we got so many things to talk about. YouTube cracking down, the yellow vests, Venezuela, the bug eyed uh, person that looks like a real estate agent uh, t- telling you how many hamburgers you could eat. You probably love that, Jason. Dark Overlord, all these other things. How do we, how do we even do this uh, this week? There's there's so many things to talk about. There are a ton of things to talk about. I don't even know about your burger talk over there, my friend. You don't, um, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't know, you don't know about the bug-eyed real estate agent lookalike telling you how many burgers you could eat? Not not even a, a damn clue, bro. Like you don't got... know about you, the darling that you that you really like, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Hmm. She's the, yo. Have you seen her boyfriend? I totally got a shot. I totally got a <laughs> shot. No doubt. <laughs> I'm not. I'm no. Hold on. I'm googling. I don't know about this. She, did Did you hear her say like people eat burgers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Did you hear about that? No. Listen again. She's not. You the... hear anything about that? All right. I'm looking up her, her boyfriend right now. Well, again, according to um, Michael Moore, she's the leader of the party, Luke. So uh... <laughs> we better. I, I see. This is this is the argument here. Are people pushing her because? It's a trap, or is she legitimately the bigger thought leader behind this kind of younger generation? Both of these scenarios are, are frightening. I'm looking up her boyfriend. Hold on. Well, I think that it's somewhere in between, right? Like, you know, I, I think that there's some truth to the fact, Luke, that this is a generation of people that didn't pay attention to much more than talking points. Let's be honest. And they, they want to be do-gooders. They want to be virtue signalers. They want to be saving the world, but they don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the research. They don't want to be like, well, that's a lie. I better stand up against that. Instead, it's like carbon tax. Yay. Everybody gets a job. Yay. Cow farts. Cow farts. You got to fight the car f- cow farts. Absolutely ridiculous nonsense. I'm looking at her boyfriend, uh, Riley Roberts. I remember there's a controversy uh, because I heard that her uh, the, the reporter who broke the fact that Riley Roberts is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's um boyfriend girlfriend isn't in a relationship together that he got suspended for that fact i uh, see i don't know uh, but, about uh, that one luke he's, I, he's not that bad looking he has good teeth you think so i mean maybe, probably better teeth yeah. than me but you know he is ginger um he, the beard is scruffy even though i got like a little scruff he's, going he's ginger yeah he's ginger. I, I just feel like that is a uh, listen it's not again i'm not an alpha dog by any means not like i'm i'm crushing it everywhere but i'm not beta bob over there whoever that guy is like that guy i mean <laughs> give me a break if I'm losing to that guy, I'm 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 throwing it in the towel. I'm going on uh, Match.com and I'm taking the first one that says yes. If I can't yeah. compete with that guy, but yeah. back to what his role is in the Cortez campaign. Um, so the report was that 
He was paid six uh, grand from a super PAC for his services during the campaign. So it just kind of shows you the political nepotism. I do not know if he's currently employed uh, by her administration or office or whatever you want to call it. Uh, the big controversy with her right now is the fact that she moved into that luxury apartment and she's saying, why are you telling people where I live? This is dangerous for me. And I got to agree with her on that. Listen, not saying you shouldn't expose the fact that Miss Lefty over here is living the lifestyle in a nice spot. That should be reported on. Do we have to give everybody her door number so really creepy guys can literally... I mean, it wouldn't even be political activists that I would be scared of. Although you do have some pretty crazy political activists out there, Luke, these days. I know that me and you talk about that sometimes behind the scenes. Uh, we we had to deal with it. I had to deal with it. I had to get, uh, you know, like police involved a number of times because of the stalkers and crazies and insane people. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of getting your address released. Uh, I don't think that should be a thing here, but she's definitely making a lot of news. Everyone's talking about her. She's talking about everyone on her staff being paid fifty eight thousand uh, dollars, saying that people are underpaid. No, fifty two thousand dollars per year. Uh, and that, and I and I kind of wrote uh, on Twitter being like, oh, my God, you're taking a fifty two thousand dollar a year salary as well. How brave of you. It's not happening, but uh, it, it's you know there's a lot of room for commentary here around Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and, and people kind of overdo it, and I still think that it could be a plot by the right to push her forward, or this could be a legitimate expression of this kind of younger generation, and uh, that that is absolutely terrifying because when I'm seeing Alexandria Ocasio Cortez talk as the limited government, no government person that I am. It's just terrifying. She's like, yes, we need more taxes. Yes, we need more government. Yes, we need more regulations. As she's saying, the government's so bad doing this and this and this. What do you think is going to happen when you feed it more money and more bureaucratic systems within it? Uh, to me, that fight is long gone. It's terrifying. But let's take a phone call, Jason, like we always do before we get into the main topics of today's video. We're going to be talking about Jeffrey Epstein, R. Kelly, so many other individuals that are just going down this week. Before we get into all of that, let's take the phone number and uh, anything else you want to discuss before we get into the main topics, Jason. Well, I do want to thank... Uh... Paul and uh, Jesse for the $5 Super Chats. Before we really get going, we will be answering all of your Super Chats. They help keep us afloat, so it is always greatly appreciated. We got the double thumbs up from Paul, and Jesse Schmidt says, could you imagine the teeth and nostrils <laughs> Jesse Smith, of the oh, offspring? Jesse never, never lets us down here. Jesse Schmidt, uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And his comment here, uh, <laughs> Jesse, not disappointing. Oh, He said, well, can you imagine the teeth and the nostrils on the offspring of Cortez and that that then soy drinking ginger. All I can tell you is that can you imagine how beautiful me and Ocasio's kids would be? I mean, you love Ocasio. Oh, dude, dude she's she's cute, man. Like, I listen. I feel like a couple brunches and we can get her right on track. We could say, listen, Ocasio, carbon tax. Really, you realize that you exhale carbon, and she'd probably be like, oh, do I? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I, I, I dated a similar uh, bug-eyed Puerto Rican in New York in high school here, and uh, I'm, those women are tough, man, uh, but uh, she's not bad looking. She's not bad looking. I, I would say you love her, though, but uh, that's a whole <laughs> Listen, other story. I, I just dreaming of a day what's the, what's the where phone, what's the phone number again? It's 607-542-9184, 607-542-9184, um, where beauty and brains can come together because uh, Ocasio... 
You know, if she just, I like it when she talks against billionaires. I really, I love that. Hey, you're talking against billionaires, but then you want to give them all the power to tax everybody that breathes. You know, while you think that they're going to save you from cow farts and air travel. That's not the way the system works. I'm sorry. I, w I wish it were that simple. It's not that simple. We got the we got the ringer on here, right? Yes. Nobody nobody's calling in 607-542-9184. We're only going to take the first one. So jump on there, guys. Um but like you said, Luke, a lot to talk about. So I mean, we could talk about Ocasio till we're blue in the face or, you know, these latest Epstein revelations that you're going to talk about. The R. Kelly stuff is blowing up. The Dark Overlord, somehow Vice got an in on this story saying that a decryption key was available. They didn't link to the decryption key. I literally spent like an hour yesterday looking for the thing, looking all over. I went to my hacker buddies, the people that go on tour and all that other stuff. Nobody seemed to be able to find it. In fact, some people reported that they thought it was a hoax. And then literally at 2.27 today, um, somebody hit me with a pastebin link. And sure enough, it did decrypt. So there are five more gigabytes of uh, information that have now dropped on the Dark Overlord. God knows when I'm going to get the chance to look at any of that, spend you know an hour or two to look at it and maybe even do a video. Maybe I can crank out a live stream sometime this week, guys, or maybe at the end of this weekend. Really depends. Uh, but I don't know what I'm going to find. I know I did look at like four or five uh, documents really quickly, Luke, and a lot of it seemed to be the same stuff. The one thing that really did catch my interest is that the lawyers seemed to get all of the depositions and legal information on the 93 bombing. And they were emailing each other back and forth saying, hey, if I find any gems in here, I'll let you know. But when I say everything, I mean everything. So yeah. all the depth And the 93 bombing, that's when, what was it, this Egyptian general recorded uh, federal agents telling him to do it? Is, is, do so what happened there? 93 one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the 93, we'll we're talking about the 93 bombings of the <laughs> Twin Towers, by the way. So... What ended up happening was there was a guy named Ahmed Salam, and like you just said, he was an Egyptian army officer. He'd come in into the United States, and he was working at a hotel at the time. It was through him working at the hotel that he was recruited by the FBI, one of the head agents that was going after this uh, shake cell, if you will, um, basically said, oh, wow, you, you speak good English, and then they found out his background. We're going to answer this. Hold on one second. You are on live with uh, Luke and Jason of We Are Change. Just give me one moment to wrap up this 93 case, and then we're going to go right to you, my friend. So, yeah, you have him being recruited. His name is Ahmed Salam. So now he has explosives um, knowledge. They actually get him to build the bomb that goes off at the World Trade Center. Now, initially, when they started driving at this, he said, well, can I just build a dummy bomb? Once they told him that he could not build That's a dummy bomb, he began to tape their conversations, Luke. And um, one of those conversations is actually in my film, Invisible Empire. It is clear as day that he is the one that built the bomb. He says he feels horrible that it went off. People did lose yeah, their yeah. lives there. And uh, basically, he went to trial. Um, he got paid a sum of money, and he's not been heard I from know. since. Shut the fuck up, dude. What the hell? Are, are you there, sir? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, dude. I, I know, man. I, I thought just, you were I, an audio recording or something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the hell? No, no. I wasn't sure if you heard. I, I said I was going to go to you right after I just cleared that all up. So just give me one moment. So after after that, I, he actually appears in a Playboy article. I know that sounds really weird, but he talks about how he does covert work from the FBI during the 90s. All right, sir. Did you hear that, Luke? Can you hear him? 
Yes, yes, I heard it. I heard yeah, it, you actually. can hear him, right? All right, so yeah. uh, what's your name? What would you like to talk about, sir? Uh, I'm Dave, and I, I want to talk about, uh, well, chemtrailing, um, the whole shebang, the Paris riots, uh, all shit's going wrong with Europe and uh, Maduro and all that. So, All right, so you want some Maduro, some uh, SRM, some solar radiation management, or... Uh, um, well, it's I, all fucked up, man. It's it's all screwed up. Am I live right now? You were live, my friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go so we can answer some of these questions. And I appreciate the call. That was a fun one, Luke. Uh, that's <laughs> some of the French uh, French language there, but he kind of gave us a lot to talk about there. Kemtrans, <laughs> uh French protests, Maduro. <laughs> Uh, just for the record, we did a video about the French protests today. It is on this channel. Just go to this channel and you can see the interview I did with Ford Fisher. He is there on the ground right now, giving you all the inside and outs that, of course, you're not going to get on the mainstream media about what's happening with the yellow vests right now. Uh, as far as uh, Venezuela, I think we should do a separate video on that. I'm looking at Twitter right now. Things are really, really, really kind of escalating there. And as I'm literally watching... Uh, you know, all the close contacts and all the journalists I know in Paris, Jason, I'm like, oh, my God, this is happening. It's crazy there. I'm literally seeing CNN just on the TV obsessing and going crazy uh, over footage of, of uh, you know, one guy shot with like one rubber bullet in the leg and uh, four guys pushing <laughs> on, on like a squad of riot cops. And I'm like, huh. But it looks like the situation is escalating there. CNN is focusing on it like crazy, which just shows you how much of an arm of the establishment they really are and the bigger geopolitical goal here when they obsess about one civil unrest and they barely even mention another one that's been going on for 15 weeks now. Absolutely incredulous. Again, we've done on the ground reporting in Venezuela. The situation is very complicated, but it's not what the mainstream media is just throwing at you. And uh, without a doubt, we are not fans of Maduro in any way, but we're fans of the truth. And that what's, that's what matter more. Do so you want to take a phone call on that as well? Well, Kemp yeah, Kemp, well, well let's, let's just, I guess let's just, yeah, let's move on to the, uh, I guess the quote unquote chemtrailing side of that. So we just covered what we know about Maduro. Um, we just covered what we got going on week, week 15 in Paris. Um, actually watched that Ford Fisher uh, video, pretty insightful. I believe Ford is out there today. Uh, it's probably winding down because I believe it's 10 PM there. Um, but if you missed it live, you can always go after this live stream and check out some of the other stuff that he might not have been able to put up in high def. Um, if we're going to talk about weather weapons, weather control, climate change, quote unquote chemtrails, I like to call them prolonged jet contrails. It uh, kind of takes away the conspiracy theory angle of it. It's what uh, Rosalind Peterson, a person I respect a thousand percent and has done amazing research on the subject calls them um are they real well yes when you talk about them as uh prolonged jet contrails solar radiation management when you speculate and you say they're definitely this or they're definitely that there's evidence that they contain um you know sodium barium uh, aluminum oxide these types of things do we know for sure what every single one of them is absolutely not um you know, because we can't blast through an entire live stream on the subject. I made a movie about it. It's called Shade the Motion Picture. It's 100% free. The beginning starts with Bilderberg. The middle is actually all on climate control, weather weapons. And uh, it goes from the geoengineering angle into bioengineering and a uh, closing. And it's only 90 minutes long, so go check it out for free, my man. Davey, thank you for the phone call. Let me hit these super chats, I guess, Luke. Wait, right? hold on, Jason. I think that was the best caller ever, and I'm wondering if our next caller is definitely going to top that. We're going to be taking phone calls at the end of this broadcast, by the way. Uh, but uh, pretty impressive there. 
All right. Yes. Yes. Top top of the line. So Jesse Schmidt, another five dollar super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, I think it would take at least seven vodka sours to consider her a prospect, brother. I, I mean, if I could get her to drink seven uh, vodka sours and think I'm a prospect, that would be fine with me. Oh, Jason's getting date rapey with Ocasio. Not forcing anything, folks. If she can handle seven, that's on her. Uh, Juan Ramirez Gonzalez gives us the $2 super shot, and he says, eh? <laughs> well, thank you, Juan. Um, and then we have Chris Palmer, and this one's kind of, or Chris Primer, I'm sorry, $10 super chat. Thank you, Chris, although this seems pretty ridiculous. I'll, I'll read it out loud. Why not? My sources say Yuri Bezimov, Alex Jones, and the hacker known as 4chan will launch a new disinformation campaign from a concrete bunker on the side of a mountain later this year. That's some inside stuff right there, Luke. The the disinformation you stay, you, you, is coming. You stay away from Ocasio, Jason. <laughs> Far away. Oh, the comment section is uh, riveting, to say the least. I'm looking at the comments as you're talking, going over the super chats. Uh, wow. So, uh, yeah. yeah. All sorts of brutal? Uh, no, no, it's pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> pretty interesting. We've got two more Super Chats right here by uh, Nicole Liana. She says, love your work. And then we got another one by Patrick Sigun. I think we, we've seen Patrick here around for a while. You were uh, talking, Neg, about Manduro is CIA talking what points. He's You're saying you're talking about negatively. CIA about talking points. Uh, Patrick, now being there on the ground... Seeing the conditions, talking to people, I, I want to clarify, I am not, not a fan of Maduro. And yes, that is a talking point of the mainstream media establishment and the bigger establishment trying to, of course, have a coup d'etat, a revolution that is manufactured there in order for this new kind of um, young Barack Obama-like, well-spoken leader that went to one of the top universities here in the United States that has top CIA connections. They want him to take over and, of course, create a better geopolitical situation in that country. There's far more aspects and elements happening here, and it's not argue for Maduro or against Maduro. The people deserve the truth, and the truth, of course, is somewhere in the middle on this bigger issue. No, I don't support U.S. regime change, but I do support the Venezuelan people and their right to uh, be able to determine their own destiny and they haven't mainly because of the united states not only because of their sanctions but also because of the u.s's history of intervention in latin america that has con uh, convinced a large number of venezuelans that anything is better other than u.s intervention other than U.S. supporting that. So the United States has been detrimental, and in my opinion, helping Maduro by attacking him and keeping him in power with their actions unknowingly. That's a big aspect to understand about Venezuela that's unfolding right now. That is a very important one, but it's my own personal take from my own research and from being there on the ground. What do you think about that take, Jason? Do you agree or disagree? What do people in the comment section uh, think of that? Do you agree or disagree with me? Let me know. Press one if you agree. Press two if you disagree on my kind of larger assessment when it comes to Venezuela. Well, you know what, Luke? This is my, my statement on Venezuela. You've been there. I haven't. Okay. Um, you look at Maduro himself, for instance. And like you said, it doesn't seem like he's the best guy, but, you know, what are the choices here, right? Like, do we want more U.S. military intervention? Is that the answer? Are we going to get a better dictator if we go with, you know, more regime change? Chavez was our enemy. Now Maduro is our enemy. 
I want a non-interventionist policy. Let's be clear about that. And I think the more we lean towards that, the safer we'll be here at home. And that's what I'm worried about. Doesn't mean I have to like the guy, right? I mean, that doesn't mean you have to like the guy. Just because you may agree with the CIA talking points on this one doesn't mean you're CIA, Luke. Mandaro is just absolutely incredulous. I mean, this man hangs out with what Salt Babe, the stupid dude who, who put salt through his stupid elbow on, on meat, as literally there's, there's a major faction of his country that are starving, that are hungry. Uh, absolutely ridiculous to have no smoking and anti-gun zones everywhere, and that be the main priority of the government. Uh, absolutely insane in what has been the murder capital of the world. Uh, the amount of permits, the amount of government is absolutely insane, extremely detrimental, and it has been, let's call it honestly, failed government policies and also sanctions that have caused this chaotic mess. Both are responsible. Now, who is responsible more? I don't know. That's a hard decision to lay out here. But again, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Let's not be divided and conquered here. We got two more Super Chats, and let's get into the main story that we're all going to be talking about here. You got it. I only see the one. Uh, you were talking about Maduro CAA talking points. We went over, and then John Doe number two gives us $1.99. However, I do see a member chat. And for those that don't know, if you spend $4.99 uh, with us a month and become a member, you get a little uh, uh, badge on the side that lets us know that you are a supporter of us. And I'm seeing this one from you. One, two, three, eight, eight, one. Seems like a new member. Haven't seen him in here before. And he says, can you speak to the David Icke banning? And you're finding some ideas being ludicrous statement. That's from the email. Are you distancing yourself from Mr. Ike? And I just want to say this. First of all, we put out a short expert for everybody about Ocasio-Cortez um, with David Icke. It's a really cool little interview. If you are a member, um, such as you, if you want to go to the community tab, U123881, um, on YouTube, there's actually a link to the full hour-plus interview with Ike, which is awesome. Um, we will be putting out more segments that I've been editing together um, that are between, you know, 10 and 15 minutes long on that. And I just want to say this. I don't think we've ever distanced ourselves from David Icke, but we've certainly never agreed with everything that he said. And when we talk about some of the more ludicrous things, well, personally myself, and I would assume Luke, as we've never had a conversation where I'm like, Luke, come down to reality where he's telling me that lizard people exist. Uh, I'm not here to bash Ike for that. Uh, that was their go-to on the Australian morning shows this week after they said, we want you to be able to come here, David. But you hate the Jews and you believe in lizards. That was basically the whole thing. And, you know, Ike did a pretty good job of defending himself. But the, that lizard thing is always going to haunt him. And I'm a guy that believes in discernment. I'll listen to everybody. But you got to look at the evidence and you got to decide for yourself. And I've decided there just isn't enough evidence for me to believe in a shape-shifting lizard race known as the Anunnaki that pulls the strings of everything on this planet. <laughs> I mean, uh, what you're saying here um, could be, you know, divulged in many different ways. But certainly it is true that we get viciously attacked for talking to David Icke. And we believe everyone should be heard and everyone should be able to express their opinions and anything is possible. And uh, some of the stuff that I Ike has brought up has actually come true throughout the years. Uh, some of the stuff is fascinating. Some of the stuff is riveting. Some of the stuff I disagree with. And it's okay to be able to disagree with somebody because I find these theories kind of fascinating to even look at and entertain. And I think we should be having these discussions. And living in a society where you know controversial ideas or speculations are met with so much resistance, so much hate, so much 
uh, action with recently David Icke being banned from entering the country of Australia when conventional ideas that are pushed by the establishment of war, of uh, just hurting someone else, of lying, of looting people, stealing their wealth, with especially the banking system that we have set up here. Those conventional ideas, yeah, they're fine. They're okay. Yeah, don't question those. But when someone questions the reality, that's when everyone loses their mind and goes crazy, which kind of is, is, is a bigger example of why we, we, we talk to David. Um, and it's absolutely an atrocity to see him banned. We're not distancing ourselves. We get attacked viciously because of it. But I think the ideas are, are interesting. I think the ideas should be spoken about openly without any form of censorship or, or hiding from that fact. Uh, I think that's pretty much what you said. Yeah, absolutely. Right? We don't have to agree with everything the guy says to give him a, a voice. And honestly, listen, if he's right about half the things, just half the things he's talked about, Luke, it's pretty dangerous. And I, I myself... I've got to say, hey, you know what? He was the first guy to really talk about these elite pedo rings that we're going to get into deep on this episode. So what does that say? And you Jimmy know? Seville and all these other things. He was right on the money with that stuff, and he was ridiculed because of it. He was attacked because of it. Uh, absolutely insane. Again, you should listen to all ideas and have an open mind, uh, and uh, that's what we stand for, and that's why uh, you know we're doing the videos we do. We still got more videos coming out with, with David Icke, by the way, so definitely stay tuned, tuned to that channel. We also got into the bigger question, is DMT, is ayahuasca, propelled by the CIA, is it good or bad? Uh, which I also found a very interesting conversation to talk to him about um, as well. That's going to be coming out later on this channel. A lot of, you know, out of this world possibilities, uh, again, hell, any, anything's possible, especially with, uh, you know, psychedelics. We're living in an interesting time and definitely an interesting world uh, that only gets more interesting once you kind of go down a bigger kind of rabbit hole. Um, but uh, I think the more critical, the more skeptical, the more open-minded it's really the best way to kind of traverse and go through life. Um, that's what we stand for. Uh, but yeah, uh, anything else you want to say on that particular topic? Uh, nah, Jason? You know what? Let's just hit these last couple of super chats over here and we're still getting them guys. Thank you so much for the super chats today. Uh, I can't tell you how much it really does help keep us alive. Um, it, it does wonders for us and it really encourages us to keep doing this. We've done this weekend and week out. I think this is number it's got to be 50, 50 years. It might be a full year. In fact, just so everybody knows, in like two weeks, I'll have been full-time here a full year. So without you guys, without the Super Chats, definitely not possible. So John Doe number 2 said, Snow White is in the comments, and there's a bunch of hearty emojis. I hate emojis, but John, thank you. Uh, you123881, uh, that was the one with the question, gave a 313 Super Chat so much. Corey Goodlander, $1.99 Super Chat, what do you predict for the U.S. economy in the next five years? Bro, the next five years, we want an economy talk? I mean, God knows. I mean, we, we're we're on a bubble that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and our defense budget gets, get, keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the stock market dips, and then the crypto market dips. And guess what? The value of the dollar, although that was a good uh, investment this year, never goes up. It never buys us more, okay? Uh, you know, you still got to have... Uh, a wife with a job. You both got to work 40 plus hours a week. You got to pay for those two cars. You got to pay that mortgage. Uh, you got to pay into the benefits that get you less and less and less. Um, so I, I see a, a slow, uh, steady decline in our economic situation that we've seen over the last 20 years. I don't know that there's going to be anything, you know, 
major happening in the next five to ten years, but I'm sure there'll be a panic about a week out. Like that's what that's what usually happens. About a week out, a panic starts, and then the rich get bailed out within six months, and then we all just have to live with it. That's what seems to happen every single time. And a lot of people are predicting we're gonna see a return to 2008. And if you think about it, folks, that's not that crazy because that's eleven years ago. And these people and that's haven't changed. Long anything. Overdue. Yeah. Very Sorry, long. Jason. And that's also very long overdue, especially with the economic cycles that usually happen. The cycles aren't happening because of the artificially inflated, the artificially kept up uh, bubble economy that, again, it could pop any moment. But also at the same time, it could be inflated even more. Um, I, as I always say, it's smart to take at least 15 percent of your income and to invest it in alternatives, whatever those alternatives may be to the dollar. I think it's a smart move. Uh, crypto markets have shot up uh, this week, but again, it could also go down to zero at any time. Diversifying uh, economically is something that people should and need to do, in my opinion. Sorry, I cut you off. Anything else you want to say? No, I totally agree with that. Uh, Joe Let me go on with the uh, next super chat here. We got Joe Lan Williams, who says, which candidate do you support so far for 2020? Uh, as an organization, as an independent news organization, we don't support anyone. But Jason, if you support someone as, as an individual, um, I know you, uh, you're probably going to be writing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right? <laughs> Let's not get crazy. I'd be willing to pick up that check for dinner. I know things are going to be rough, Ocasio. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'd love to cook one, too. No, I mean, obviously, the you know, Tulsi Gabbard, who, by the way, is not making me happy with not being able to hang tough on, her, on the criticisms of Syria and having to say that Bashar al-Assad is a brutal dictator now and toe that line. That did, yeah, she came out. Tulsi Gabbard came out and said that Assad did commit those chemical weapons attacks as the BBC uh, just reported that the incidences, one of the incidences was totally staged. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's two uh, weeks old. Situation. She was pressured by, what was it, Megan McCain, John McCain's daughter, and Tulsi Gabbard on national television is like, Yes, totally. Assad's a total monster. He does chemical weapons attack after being pressured and pushed by Meghan McCain. She just uh, kind of capitulated. Yeah. And was like, yes, but Tulsi Gabbard. It's not a good sign. That's all I'm saying. You know, you, we, we wanted somebody. Look, she, she's got everything, right? She's attractive physically. She's intelligent. She's well-spoken. Um, she has an actual decent voting record she is a veteran so she takes that audience in she seems like she would be a front runner especially because she's a woman and we live in that era where people are itching to have that first woman president i don't play by those rules i don't play by those talking points i play by what have you done and are you willing to stand up for what's right and if you're getting pushed around on an easy fact like hey that kid that you know, came out and said they poured water on him and, and basically took him in a hospital and said there'd been a chemical weapons attack in Duma. When you're saying that actually happened now, it's a bad look, Tulsi. It's a freaking bad look. Yeah, by Megan McCain, of all people. Ugh. We got another super chat that's pretty funny by Dave. Dave, I guess, is the caller who called in. He says, so sorry, dudes. I had no clue I was laughing. <laughs> it's okay, Dave. I, we enjoyed the conversation. We enjoyed the phone call. And uh, it led to a good discussion. There's nothing else we could ask for. Don't don't apologize. Uh, thank you so much for calling in, and, and feel free to call in later in the show when we're going to be taking phone calls. <laughs> so thank you, Dave, for that uh, five uh, pound uh, super chat. It was uh, a good last one. one, and let's get to the main stories here. 
Yeah, well, we did miss one. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Luke, but it says Jest, and they're still waiting for your feedback on a documentary, Luke, so maybe you know what this is. Hope you get to it. It's worth a look. Keep up the great work, brethren. Greetings from Germany. So uh, I don't know what that means. I'm not sure which documentary that is. I'm sure you get sent stuff all the time. I know myself. Yeah. It's hard for me to keep up, and sometimes I just got to say no. I, I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't read this now. No, I can't look at this now. Um, if I do get to it, it's a miracle. But miracles are happening every day, Luke, and maybe you want to start talking about those miracles. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm going to look at my emails. I apologize. It's very hard to get on top of everything. But uh, let's just get into the main story because this week really has been absolutely incredible with the amount of people that have been going down that are in the public eye. I mean, we have uh, Jesse Smollett, we have R. Kelly, we have Robert Kraft, a billionaire, we have Jeffrey Epstein, another billionaire, leading many people to question what is happening here because powerful people don't usually go down and don't go down as fast as they are because usually the rich and powerful protect and serve the rich and powerful and are under a separate justice system. And that's been the case for a lot of these individuals for a very long time up until now. I mean, look at this uh, new story that just broke today. Just today, we're finding out that Cardinals admitted that the Vatican summit that the Catholic Church destroyed files about all the abuse that they were committing. In Germany, the police conveniently lost all the evidence against two predators that severely attacked over 30 children at least a thousand times. All that completely lost, which is absolutely terrifying, which we're going to kind of uh, allude to and talk about in this larger case of Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, again, very powerful, protected individual, not only friends with Kevin Spacey, Bill Clinton, Harvey Weinstein, David Horowitz, but Trump himself and also, of course, Trump's labor secretary that, of course, is fa facing a lot of scrutiny and a lot of pressure today. And a lot of people make the claim, and I think it's pretty relevant and it's pretty clear that a lot of the people like R. Kelly, like Jeffrey Epstein, especially Jeffrey, they're able to get away with a lot of the horrible deeds that they commit because they, again, are protecting other rich and famous people that they partied with. They are, quote, too big to fail in the political justice system up until finally we are seeing some kind of recourse. And this recourse happened this Thursday with Jeffrey Epstein as we're finding out that a federal judge ruled that the federal prosecutors broke the law in his case. That specific federal prosecutor, of course, being now Labor Secretary Acosta, who is facing a lot of scrutiny and people calling for his resignation because of the plea deal that he gave to this known criminal, Jeffrey Epstein, that is protected by both the Democrats and the Republicans. Another important side note about this case is that this case and this specific plea deal that a federal judge just ruled to be unlawful pretty much was not only signed by Acosta, but also signed by the Justice Department and Robert Mueller as well. So this was agreed upon that. Now, of course, Donald Trump is facing a lot of scrutiny, and we have seen Donald Trump even politicize and weaponize Jeffrey Epstein during his political campaign to be president in this clip in CPAC when he was talking to Sean Hannity. Can you play that clip, Jason? <coughs> yep, let's bring it right up. Um, let's find it over here. All right. 
guys, here you go. This is at CPAC. And for Trump to come out and say he doesn't know much about the situation, let's find out how much you might know, Luke. Uh, Bill Clinton. Nice guy. Uh, got a lot of problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems. Uh, so that was a bullet, and it's just really quick, Luke, but, I mean, he seemed to know not only about Epstein, but Clinton and the island. Yeah, this is, yeah, big inside information that, again, Donald Trump is claiming not to know much about this case right now, and, and people are calling lies about that. Uh, and he's only digging himself a bigger hole with you know, comments like that. He also made a comment in 2002 when talking specifically about Jeffrey Epstein. He said, quote, he's a lot of fun to be with. It's even it is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side. This is a public statement about a known pedophile. He's pictured with him throughout the years. And we have to understand there are some connections here, as even Steve Bannon recently met with Jeffrey Epstein, according to some news sources, coming from, of course, the information that Roger Stone provided. Now, we're getting, of course, a lot of media attention around this, specifically centered on attacking Donald Trump on this. We're even seeing a tweet here saying that there's testimony from Jeffrey Epstein saying during a deposition that, yes, he socialized with Donald Trump. But, of course, quote, uh, when he was pressured and asked if he socialized with Trump with the presence of females that were under the age of 18, he, quote, pled the fifth. Now, this is a very damning uh, comment, a uh, very damning disposition, but people have to understand Jeffrey Epstein pretty much pled the fifth on that question on a number of individuals, not just Donald Trump. And the fact that uh, the lawyer in the Jeffrey Epstein case who was going after Jeffrey Epstein publicly stated not so long ago that it was actually Donald Trump that responded to him that was in Jeffrey Epstein's black book and cooperated the most out of everyone else listed in that black book in helping him with his case. That's another important element that you need to understand here that contradicts the bigger mainstream media narrative that is being pushed on people. And we have to understand here, Donald Trump did hire and appoint Alexander Acosta, uh, Acosta this person who gave him the plea deal. We do have to understand Fox News is not really talking about this larger case as much as all the other media outlets. And at the same time, they are having Alan Dershowitz on the man who pretty much created this plea deal. And with this case finally coming into light, it's important to understand here. Donald Trump's facing a lot of scrutiny, but so should Bill Clinton that took a number of flights after ditching his secret service on the Lolita Express. And if we're going to cover this case, honestly, we need to cover the fact that this is a well-protected Republican and Democratic person who doesn't care about politics, but only cares about power, which is our current political system. Because even with this news coming out and this pressure being put on Trump, which the pressure should be put on all the parties here who are involved here, by the way, not just one sided here. Uh, the, the case here is also very detailed where the judge actually stopped just short of getting rid and overturning this plea, to, plea deal. He didn't do that. Uh, and he's actually giving prosecutors now 15 days to confer with the victims that weren't notified of this settlement that happened. Because what we're looking at here is a deal of a lifetime. When Jeffrey Epstein was facing a life in prison sentence, he was given ultimately a half a day in jail per day for just one year. 
when he should have been in jail for the rest of his life with the charges that he was being uh, prosecuted against. This was, again, a very, very, very important case that shows just how the powerful protect each other. And now the only possibility of justice happening on a larger scale here is, of course, if other U.S. attorneys in other districts, if they will take on this case and bring up criminal charges against Mr. Epstein. This has opened up the possibility for this. Will it happen? I hopefully sure hope so, but it will happen when more pressure and more knowledge and more information is brought towards this person. This person needs to face justice. We're seeing some cracks finally be made here. Will it be enough? Well, I don't know. But Seeing the mainstream media only jump on this to attack Trump is disingenuous. The people involved here need to be dealt with. The people involved in this larger case do need to face the repercussions of the horrible crimes that have allowed this man to go free. Absolutely insane story. We're seeing the cracks. Will it be enough? We don't know. We're going to be following closely that entire situation on, of course, this YouTube channel. Anything else you want to say about this, Jason? Well, yeah, I do. I, there's a few things that I just want to point out here. People have to understand that this has been evolving. This case has been evolving. Okay, so the case he lost just this year, just a few months ago, Epstein had to admit that he had smeared the lawyer, that he had lied, and that the lawyer representing dozens of these women was telling the truth. So now you can go back and see what the um, was being accused of by these women, and Epstein has now said, yes, that's true, in not so many words. He did so on the morning that jury selection was set to begin on this trial after it being pushed back almost a decade. Almost a decade. Now, this guy wins money an undisclosed amount. As this is all trending, because we never thought it would trend again, Luke, and it did. The victims went from dozens to over a hundred to now hundreds yeah. of victims. And, and this is another important part. A lot of this information has been hidden from the media. And the major complaint by this federal judge right now is that the details of this plea deal, this deal of a lifetime, was hidden away from the victims. Sorry, go ahead, Jason. No, absolutely, Luke. And when we talk about the little black book and their names, by the way, there is a searchable database of just that black book. But when the lawyer, and props to Derek Bros of the Conscience Resistance, because he actually interviewed the lawyer, asked questions the mainstream did not. When the lawyer talked to Derek, he said there were several of these books. It wasn't just the island, that there were different locations. And remember, this information was actually smuggled out by uh, one of the servants that Epstein had, one of his butlers. That butler is no longer alive, and he actually served more prison time than Epstein himself for leaking that black book. That's how effed up our system is. And to one last point, it is sad that the mainstream media is now making this solely about Trump. Is Trump playing stupid? You bet he is. You heard him. He knew about the island. He knew about Clinton. He was using it as a political weapon with, with Sean Hannity standing right next to him. Alexander Acosta did a huge, huge disservice to everybody except for the elite when he made that deal in Florida. Beyond that, we don't know what the terms were. We don't know who visited him in the night. 
We don't know what phone calls he got. All we can go by, folks, is the excellent book by James Patterson called Filthy Rich, where you can see Acosta going really hard, Luke, in the beginning, trying to get Epstein. But by the time it was all said and done, he made a secret deal behind the backs of all those victims and essentially cut the throat of truth in this case. Yep, and essentially what's happening here is Jeffrey Epstein, I think it's very apparent for a lot of people, most likely is protecting the identities of, of other rich and famous people who he partied with, and that's why he is too big to uh, persecute here. We're finally seeing some cracks. We're seeing some manip manipulation around it, but this is bringing out the bigger truth, and that's why it's important to share these messages and share the bigger details surrounding this case so we could get to the truth and to the bottom of it and not just a bigger smear, not just a bit of bigger political weapon. And hopefully there is some brave prosecutor in Florida or across this country that does take up this case. We could only hope and hopefully there could be some form of justice in this wide case that, again, has been kept underground for so long and it's only coming out just now so crazy absolutely yeah. crazy jason yeah you know and just to close it out and then i'm gonna hit a super chat or two and then get into another huge story that we kind of alluded to in the beginning you know <laughs> you look at this guy and the amount of wealthy people the fact that the lawyer said the lawyer for the lawyer that won said that people like harvey weinstein slither in the same circles as Epstein. And you talking about other powerful people involved. Well, there is a lot of speculation out there. This was a true honey trap type operation. And a true honey trap is not only, you know, luring somebody in and getting them, but getting them through sexual activities. So was it that? There's a lot of evidence suggest it. It's never been proven, but it would really explain why this billionaire who made all this money out of nowhere. I did a, a, a video probably two years ago for We Are Change on this. You see where he gets his money? It is extremely suspicious. So we all need to check that out. And uh, I'm going to go to this super chat here from Marco P. Marco P. 999 super chat. Thank you so much, Marco. Keeping us alive, brother. Um, do you want to hit uh, maybe a phone call or something like that before we get into the next story? You would just want to jam it out. I mean, I mean, let's let's jam it out. This is a very related case. It's a very similar case, also with someone that you know has been getting away with horrible acts for a number or a number of years. And I think this case, uh, the R. Kelly case that everyone's talking about right now, wouldn't be as prominent. I don't think it even would exist if it wasn't really for other comedians like Dave Chappelle who made videos and satire around this. It was also other comedians that brought down other abusers like Bill Cosby. And really, there's something to note here because this is finally being recognized after years. I remember being in high school hearing about just the allegations because of Dave Chappelle and comedians against R. Kelly. Otherwise, the media has been widely, widely just being like, yeah, this is totally fine as millions of fans adorned this criminal. Now, finally, we're finally seeing some kind of recourse. We're seeing that R. Kelly is facing, what, 70 years in jail? The creepy porn lawyer is involved here. Jason, what's happening here? Give us the breakdown of the latest information with R. Kelly. Luke, so much to break down in this case because, like you said, this case is decades old. It's it's super old. This isn't new. This shouldn't be shocking to anybody. Let's break it down, folks. R. Kelly marries 
a 15-year-old pop star who he essentially buys, buys from the parents, brings her up, makes an album called Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, goes on television with her. Everybody knows it. Everybody ignores it. After she dies in a plane crash, the marriage is annulled. It's like it never happened. This guy just gets away with it. And people like me are like shaking their head, going, what's going on? What's going on? And then a tape comes out, Luke. And it's not a good tape. It's a tape of R. Kelly with not one, but three different women. And when you find out that one of these women is probably 14 years old, there's no way to tell. Because her uncle, who basically, again, sold the girl to him, never testified. The parents of the girl were out of the country when it went to court. They never testified. R. Kelly himself said it was his brother. His brother, of course, said, it's not me. Anybody with two eyes could find out it was R. Kelly. And the guy walks. He walks as a guy who not only paid an underage girl money for sexual acts and then peed on her in video, but made that tape and it got distributed. Now, flash forward to the Me Too outrage and people like An Open Secret, people like myself, people like this news organization trying to shine the light that Kelly is still doing these things, that nothing has changed, that it's still going on. And lo and behold, the voices got loud enough, Luke, where you had a Lifetime series, a breakthrough Lifetime series come out called Surviving R. Kelly. And I'm getting text messages from people. These things, they, they're running it concurrently every night. Every day I'm getting a new text. I can't, this is crazy. Burmis, you told me this. I can't believe how much of this. Oh my God, this is insane. How is this guy not in jail? And I'm like, I don't know how he's not in jail either. Three weeks ago, Luke, what do we have? We have video of one of R. Kelly's assistants going into the studio at five in the morning. It's still dark out. And leaving with a computer and a hard drive. <laughs> Only hours later, the police raid that same establishment. Who tipped R. Kelly off to get that computer? Can you imagine what was on that computer? And there was a similar case with Epstein with the same thing. When agents came to his house, they saw just computer wires hanging out with all the computers missing. Similar cases, absolutely crazy. Go on. No, you know, it's just like all oh, CNN has instinct to be at uh, Roger Stone's house when the FBI comes and raids. R. Kelly just must be a psychic to send his assistant down to go grab the computers that might have some um, really damning evidence on them. So let me say this. Last week, when Michael Avenetti, somebody I think is a pure scumbag, has revealed himself to be a pure scumbag, is a lawyer seeking attention, injected himself into the Kavanaugh case, um, into the, one of the most ludicrous of accusers, the one that we never even saw her face, her, her accusations were so crazy, okay? And he had offered her money. We've seen that. He's not a guy to be trusted. Michael Avenetti... <laughs> joins the mix and he holds a press conference. He says he's got a new tape of Kelly with a 14-year-old girl. I was skeptical. Now, you can't trust what Avenetti does in an, in an age of deep fakes, in an age where people like Jussie Smolt fake hate attacks for more and more attention, for more and more notoriety. I was hesitant. 
And when I posted, I said, Avenetti claims to have. Well, guess what? We're a week later, and the charges are here, my friend. They are actually here. He surrendered himself. He looked terrible when he did so. He has now been charged with sexually abusing four different women. And at least, we're not really sure about the fourth yet, but the reports are at least three of these girls are absolutely 100% underage. So you got to ask yourself, how does a guy like this get away for get away with it for so long? How does a guy like this make an album with Jay-Z after marrying a 15-year-old girl called The Best of Both Worlds and go on tour with him? How does his music get played throughout the country and women still cry when they see him? Well, we live in a brainwashed celebratard culture where people like him are celebrated. And the big question is, Luke, was he protected because of something like this? Now, I'm going to read this blind in full because R. Kelly's name is not named here, but I think it is extremely important to read this. This comes from Crazy Days and Nights, the anti-lawyer blog that exposed Epstein in a way no one else has. You read some of those blinds, Luke? There are stuff in those blinds about Epstein that make your jaw drop that are published nowhere else. Yeah, um, the details here also, I've been mean, watching some of the dispositions and some of the talks that are going out there. Absolutely crazy. I mean, this guy has a serious problem. He's talking about women who turned him down. He would just angrily, aggressively spit at them. There's also talks of cults that you talked about before. You've been you've been talking about this for a long while, Jason, being completely ignored, but you've been right on top of it so many times. Yeah, you know, it's like when you see a story like Nexium Break, and somehow it involves Roger Stone and Kristen Gillibrand's father. You're like, what the hell is going on? When you see a story like Epstein Break and it's Chris Tucker and Kevin Spacey and Bob Weinstein and Bill Clinton, you're like, what the hell is going on? And when you read a blind like this about R. Kelly, maybe it shines a little light on why this guy hasn't been brought to justice yet. So we're going to read the whole thing and then we're going to get some input from you guys. Want to have sex with a female teen who is barely a teen? Want her to be experienced? Want to make sure you are not arrested? Is it no wonder this former A-list singer stays in demand and is not blacklisted for his past? It is because he provides a service to other singers, rappers, celebrities, and politicians. They come to whenever he is living, uh, they come to wherever he is living and get to spend time an hour or a night with one of the string of teams, teens he has groomed. He still sings and he still gets really good songs uh, because of his side gig. He also knows uh, he won't get arrested because of the people taking advantage of his services and also knows that if he sticks to teens of color, the police and parents tend to turn the other way. Currently, he ha only has six teens, but he is looking to expand but needs a bigger place and also needs to remain in the same city because it is where his customers have the most influence. Yes, that was the CEO of a top 50 company out with one of his one of the singer's groom teens. Why, yes, that was this old permanent A-list mostly movie actor out with one of them too. He published this last year. So again, uh, he doesn't name Kelly, but it has all the earmarks, and it sure would explain, Luke, why a guy who's now been caught twice on video with underage girls isn't serving a prison sentence. 
for so long. I mean, it's absolutely crazy for how long this has been going and there hasn't been any kind of repercussion, any kind of justice, any kind of bigger look into this. And he's, you know, one of the most top popular celebrities out there. Everyone still keeps blasting his, his songs on, on, of course, the controlled radio industry, the controlled music industry. Uh, you know, fans are still blushing and, and, and rushing him and, and, and loving him. But the reality is this guy's a sick dude. He's into some, I, I would say, I, the way to describe some of this is satanic, occult, sick stuff, especially when you get into the details of how he not only treated women, but how he uh, controlled them and how he uh, abused them in many abusive psychological ways, not just physical ways that are not only deprived, but just some turn out to be outright evil, at least in my book. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking in the comment section and somebody said, you know, it's sad because R. Kelly was molested uh, himself. His brother admitted to this in surviving R. Kelly story. And uh, this is actually true. Um, R. Kelly has never really talked about it, but R. Kelly's brother has said that he was molested himself and he assumes that his brother was. And I believe it was a family member, I think an uncle. Um, yeah. yeah, that's sad. But yeah. R. Kelly's brother has not turned to molesting children. And the same thing with Kevin Spacey. There's a lot of allegations out there that uh, Spacey was molested by his father, who was actually, I believe, a Nazi. Um, you know, uh, Spacey's brother talks about how terrible he was. That, to me, you know, that may be a contributing factor, but it certainly is not an excuse. If those horrific things happen to you as a child, I find it hard-pressed to want to do that to another person. I'm not going to sit here and get on my soapbox and tell everybody what a terrible childhood I had, but I got to tell you, you know, I grew up poor. You, you definitely got a licking. There were some things that happened to me as a kid that I would never, ever think about doing to my children, ever. And in fact, I took those negative experiences and said, that's not how I'm going to treat my kids. That's not how I'm going to grow up. A and you, you take those and you learn from them. You don't take them absorb them and then project that pain and hate on other people well psychologically if you do go through a major trauma at least this is the information i'm getting from talking to some psychologist you either could go in two ways you either perpetrate the same kind of trauma that has been committed to you and do it onto other people that's why we're seeing many child abusers become child abusers themselves later on in their lives or they become an advocate against it very loudly and they talk about it very openly those two possibilities are, are very strong when it comes to major traumatic incidences it wouldn't surprise me if this was a major trauma incident that does need to be understood that that again shouldn't be condoned shouldn't be allowed should be persecuted under the fullest extent of the law so it's prevented and not continued the fact that this has continued the fact that this has gone on for so long is a travesty to say the least i got nothing else to say about this unless you want to say anything and close this off jason no i think that's uh that's perfect my man and uh like you said you you got to learn from the, the mistakes that uh, happened to you as a kid whether you were the one doing them and learning from them or someone else was doing them to you that's it you know you got to grow yeah. And uh, it's not grow. I mean, again, any sane person knows taking advantage of a child sexually is about the most repulsive, repugnant thing that you could possibly do as a human being. And uh, to me, that that's it. You're not even a human being after something like that. There, there's no redemption. There's no road. Well, Got uh, satanic, uh, uh, literally satanic. Yeah, ugh. evil. Got to pee a lot. Two dollar super chat. Not much, but that's what I got. Thanks. Well, thank you. A lot of a lot of pee, lot of pee comments in the in the chat room. Well, let me tell you something. Two dollars worth of pee. That's pee. that's a pee. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm reading the chats. People are saying um, Corey Feldman 
is no longer crazy after hearing what you said about R. Kelly. Another person, this is one of my favorite comments here, says, uh, I use Q for my horoscope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> any other super chats? That we yeah, got? we got a couple got more. In um, Chuck uh, Tyberen, $10 super chat. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, testing one, two, three. How do I do this then? I mean, you did it. You did it, Chuck. You, or you, Chuck, you did it. You you super chatted, and we thank you for it, and that's how you do it. David Gordon with a big $20 super chat. David, thank you so much. Luke, can you sometimes wear the Bitcoin necklace I gave you at Anarchapoco uh, to honor Don, or I'm sorry, Dan Cherry, who made them? Well, thank you, David. I appreciate it. Yeah, I got the chain literally up on my wall. There's like a little uh, Bitcoin chain that people were giving out at Anarchapoco. This is also where I got the yellow vest Bitcoin uh yellow uh thing here as well that was gifted to me by an incredible human being uh it says bank runner on the back with a big bitcoin sign so thank you david for uh the bitcoin necklace and the person who gave me the yellow vest it was incredible meeting a lot of people um in acapulco uh for of course anarchapulco the bigger event there with immortal technique that was there with david ike with ron paul and so many other amazing speakers that jeff berwick the dollar vigilante uh, kind of put together uh, in Mexico just a few days ago. I just came back from that. It, it, I, like I, I still was dealing with like PTSD, acute stress and trauma from like France and riots and, and all this other crazy stuff. Literally being in Mexico has totally changed me. Uh, feel so much better, feel so much more alive. Been going to the beach every day, swimming in the ocean and, and being around so many incredible human beings was uh, definitely, definitely very important. So thank you uh for all the support and thank you for for coming up to me and, and talking to me uh at acapulco it was definitely a reinvigorating um event for me so i appreciate you guys uh very very much thank you david uh and uh dan as well so i got one more and it's uh, scott woodford why are you not talking about the military tribunals and scott all i can tell you is that there aren't any military tribunals to talk about i don't know what wacky forum you're on or what conspiracy theory has been thrown out but Listen, I know that Google's not the end-all be-all, but I did a news search just to show you that there's really nothing to talk about military tribunals. And the one thing we're talking about here is um, Sean Hannity in December, that's three-plus months ago, talking about how Trump could use military tri uh, tribunals to investigate the DOJ. Now, on the flip side to that, um, who is it? M Mueller has now refused to go to a hearing, I believe, with uh, the AG. You know, the attorney general wants a hearing um, in the investigation on the investigation into Russia, you know, the struck page stuff. And that's all well and good. We should be able to do that. We, Luke and I have covered that a million times. A hundred percent legitimate, uh, not military tribunals. When we're talking about military tribunals and secret arrests, you got to have evidence, my man. This is an evidence-based yeah. program. And that being said, we Wait, hold on, hold on. Before we get into before we get into Monday's Sunday story and all that, one thing: the Robert Mueller case is about to come down. Uh, it's about to be finally over. The investigation investigating Trump's ties to Russia will finally be concluded. Some people say uh, it's going to come out ne next week. Now we're hearing it's not going to come out next week. We're hearing it ended. We're hearing sometime soon it's going to come out. I want to say right now on this live stream, what is it? Five oh two p.m. On February 23rd, 2019, that it will conclude nothing. There will be no Russian collusion, which we have been saying 
since the onset of even uh, the fake news terminology being thrown out there by the mainstream media as a form to get rid of independent media. We remember back in the day, as soon as Trump got elected, before he was even in the Oval Office, the mainstream media uh, uh, organizations connected with Google and with Hillary Clinton were pushing the term to, of course, weaponize it, to talk about Russian collusion. We were called and attacked uh, for being, quote, Russian uh, Russian propaganda by the mainstream media. I'm telling you right now, it's all going to come out and it's not going to prove any form of collusion. It's all going to be a big dud. That's my prediction. That's what I'm saying on the record. And I think it's obviously clear that this is not going to do anything except get a bunch of people down for, what was it, lies, not paying their taxes, lying under oath. That's all they have here. Absolutely uh, sham of an investigation that we've been calling out from the very onset of it even being introduced by the mainstream media. Uh, I wanted to do that. Jason, no, you're uh, absolutely don't right. know if you agree disagree. Well, I, I would just say this. Add, let's add this as a ca uh, caveat. Um, the judge has now ruled that Stone can't talk. So Roger Stone, after that initial um, arrest and court appearance, you know, he was and right back on his photo with the crosshair of the judge, which wasn't that smart on, on Roger there. You know, it wasn't, but I feel like, look, man, let's look at it this way. You know, we have monetized YouTube videos with media organizations in the back with targets on them. I'm, we're not calling for violence. We're just saying, hey, these the media is in the crosshairs. And, and I think that video came out, what, two, three weeks before uh, the media actually had to fire about 10% of their staff? Yeah, yeah. So to I me, mean, I definitely agree with you, Jason. He shouldn't be gagged. He should be able to speak about what's happening in his court proceedings. 100% agree. And that's an abuse of power by the court system. Agree with I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, talk about snowflaking. I, I, you know, I, I don't like those terms or anything like that. But unless it was really, you know, he said, you know, you got to go get her or... Let, let's say they did an animated graphic where the thing went over her head and then all of a sudden there was like a bullet that went through or, you know, or she was on a, a gun range target. Okay, I get it. But to be in somebody's target or crosshairs, that's an expression we've been using for years and years and years. I thought it was extremely unfair. Yeah, I totally agree. Definitely unfair. But uh, yeah, the judge is going to definitely push her power on this. All right, let's go over uh, all the stories starting off from uh, last Sunday. You got it, and uh, this story was a little bit in uh, in during the week. No, nowhere near our mainstream media. Let's not get crazy, Luke. <laughs> let's not get let's not get wild. And they do some reporting, um, but this finally got ruled on a few days ago. It began in court again uh, this week, and essentially the Hassert trial with one of his accusers is far from over. Okay, they've thrown out the case where a fourth grader, a 10-year-old at the time, claims that he was raped uh, by Hassert in a school bathroom. But this is the initial man who was being paid by Hassert to keep quiet for the you know decade or so of abuse he took as a child. And he was taking that money when uh, people found out, when the FBI found out that Hassert was paying this money, Hassert lied and said that he was being extorted. Okay. When the FBI agents went and visited this guy, he's like, I'm not extorting anybody. This is the deal. And that's how it was through a fake extortion case on what they thought was Hassert laundering money that he even got caught. Remember, at the time, 
He was the longest serving Republican Speaker of the House. He was three heartbeats away from the presidency. All of this happened decades before he got into politics and got real power and real money. Do you think this guy ever stopped? Do you think he stopped now? He got, he got a 15-month sentence. He served 12 of it. Anthony Weiner, same thing. Last week, he gets taken out. I wasn't here to do the live stream. I was out in uh, Connecticut enjoying me some Bellator. But the bottom line is, Weiner's walking around. Hassert's walking around. A judge literally called, literally called Hassert a serial child molester. And he's walking free. So this is a story that's still in the news if you want to search for it, and you got to search hard. Um, but it's a story that I'm not going to forget, and I know a lot of you guys out there aren't going to forget either, Luke. Yeah, and people need to understand here, this is Dennis Hassert, the former Speaker of the House, who, again, is just another wild, crazy case of total injustice. Getting For bribes, he went down for bribes. Didn't go down for all the other horrible atrocities he committed uh good pick good story people need to know about this more and sadly it's not getting the coverage it deserves um to say the least all right so that was sunday what about what do we have for monday well check it out i thought this one was actually a really really great story um this this woman is a huge uh cbs uh, international so she's one of their international correspondents her name is laura logan again she fits the bill of you know an attractive anchor the difference is she's got a brain of her own, and she said something pretty crazy, pretty crazy out there. She said, I'm committing professional suicide by saying this, but journalists are mostly liberal and are now political activists. And uh, you can, you can, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's just read the quote. There's, I don't know if I want to play the clip because I'm scared that, you know, when we might get a, yeah, let's not do a, that. Let's a strike, do that. but I, I do want to read this. So guys, 85% of journalists are registered Democrats, Logan said. How do you know you're not being, or how do you know you're being lied to? You, how do you know you're being manipulated? How do you know there's something not right with the coverage? When they simplify it all and there's no gray, it's all one way. Well, life isn't like that. Uh, if it doesn't match real life, it's probably not. Something's wrong. For example, all the coverage on Trump all the time is negative. That's a distortion of the way things go in real life. So I have to say, bravo, Miss Logan. Uh, you put it very pointedly. And I mean, I don't know if her number that 85% of registered journalists are Democrats, but if that's the truth, that's friggin' scary, man. That's really scary. I'm not surprised. Maybe look what's happening in the news. Look what's happening with the Covington kids. Look what's happening with Jesse Smollett. Look at Newsweek. Newsweek. I tweeted about this on my Twitter account. Um, I'm doing a lot of tweeting about the yellow vest this morning as well. But Newsweek, when it came, I'm going to pull up this particular particular tweet. I don't know if you saw this one, Jason, as well. But when it came to uh, the case of Jesse Smollett, they uh, reported this is their headline. Empire actor Jesse Smollett hospitalized after assault with noose and unknown chemical substance. Here's the report. Now they're reporting on uh, a kid being punched in Berkeley for uh, being out there uh, for conservatives. And this is this is their headline. Conservative student allegedly, allegedly assaulted at UC Berkeley while recruiting other conservatives. Again, even though there's video, there's actual video of these kids recruiting for conservatives 
and this guy's going up there punching them because he doesn't believe in their ideology. That happened allegedly. Uh, but Jesse Smollett, 100% happened. Don't question the narrative. How dare you even bring up the possibilities that this didn't happen? You sick, nasty human beings who don't believe us. Bam, all came out. It was all a major, major, major lie. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. So that's Monday's story. And also, you got something else to say? Let's move on to Tuesday. Yeah, let's just let's just uh, bomb it on to the next one. Uh, Ginsburg, back in the house. Uh, Justice Ginsburg on Tuesday uh, ruled on her first case. They had video over uh, from TMZ. Some people tried to say that that was video from earlier. They showed a picture of her months ago in the same exact outfit. I found that hard to believe that that would be that fake news. Apparently she returned. This is NPR and she's making judgments. And I thought this was an important story because there's a lot of conspiracy theories floating around that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. And guys, I just don't think that is in semblance with reality. You don't cover something like, what were they going to do? Were they going to cover it up for the rest of uh, Trump's <laughs> presidency this, you know, this time around? Oh, no, what were they going to do? Were they going to weekend at Bernie's her and find another little old lady to play Ruth Ginsburg under the knife? I mean, we're reaching. We're reaching. So, again, this is our grounded in reality story this week, Luke. Or, or Jason, she could be a lizard. Okay, Wednesday. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to Wednesday story, which I think is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Um, so, actually, two weeks ago on this very live stream, I played you a clip of that gentleman you're looking at right there, who is a Dutch historian who went to Davos and said, "Hey, pay your damn taxes." <laughs> He's like, "I'm sitting here at this forum." Do we really want to fix this? Because if we want to fix it, forget about your foundations and your philanthropy and your Johnny nonsense. Pay your effing taxes. Hell, that's a story we didn't go over this week. But uh, what was it? $112 billion in profit for Amazon? Zero dollars paid in taxes. That's not how it should work. Now, where I do disagree with this guy is he starts talking about a 60 to 70% tax rate unnecessary. If these people paid the regular 30 to 40% that all of us do, or the 20 to 40% all of us do, it'd be a game changer. So he and Tucker go back and forth. And at first Tucker's on his side, but then this guy just won't stop. He is, he's, he, he calls him out. He's like, you're part of the problem, Tucker. You're, you're a member of the Cato Institute. Are you not? You're taking your marching orders from Murdoch, are you not? He keeps bringing up how the Fox News Network will never talk about taxes. And, you know, by the middle of it, you can tell Tucker's not going to air this. But by the end of it, he's calling him an effing tiny-brained moron. Tucker, tuck it in. You are doing so well. You've done some really good stuff this year. And have an, a, a real political ideological debate without name-calling and emotion. Because unfortunately, although I think this guy is wrong on some points, he absolutely dominated Tucker Carlson in this exchange. I, I disavow. I disavow. I disavow. Totally disagree with Jason. Uh, don't like more taxes at all. Don't want a bloated uh, bureaucracy. Don't want government getting more money from us in any way, shape, or form. Yes, there's an inequality with how some people are taxed between different classes. Totally agree with that. But the answer to that is to give the same tax rebates and and the uh, same lower tax rates uh, to everyone and not just raise up the taxes. Why can't we do that? Why can't that be a form of the discussion that could be rational? Like, hey, these uh, you know particular class of people, these rich people, 
um, they get all these tax breaks. They have these, these lower brackets. They pay a lot less taxes. Why can't the answer be, hey, why can't we do that as well? Let's call for that. Let's call for less taxes on everyone. Let's call for more reductions and rebates for everyone. Stop going the opposite way because when you're going to the opposite way and you're saying government needs more money, you're funneling the money to the government. No, you're funneling the government to the criminals. You're funneling the government that made this situation and will only make it worse if you empower it. Ah, disagree with this. Sorry, Jason. You have your opinion. I respect your opinion. Listen, uh, now if I got to pay taxes, story. the bald megalomaniac who, who's making hundreds of billions of dollars should also have to pay them. The, the the tax man doesn't get paid by Jason Burmis. Hold on. The tax man doesn't get paid by Jason Burmis. Smaller taxes all around. Why can't that be a form of the That's discussion? fine, man, but they're paying nothing. Listen, they're paying nothing. Apple Everyone pays nothing. Everyone should be paying nothing. If I, if I was paying nothing, it'd be different. If you were paying nothing, it'd be different. If we pay nothing, armed officers come take us away and put us in a jail cell. If... Bezos doesn't pay anything. He's on the cover of every freaking magazine, and he's touted as a goddamn superhero while he looks like Lex Luthor. That's all I'm going to say. Saying protesters, protesters were paid more to supposedly protest Amazon leaving New York more than the average employee working at Amazon. Uh, yes, I'm not a fan of Amazon. Yes, I'm not a fan of Jeff Bezos. But Jason, Jason, understand here the bigger point here. Jeff Bezos wouldn't be where he is if it wasn't for government working with him. He has contracts with the Pentagon. He has contracts with the CIA. They all work and collude together. And Amazon and Jeff Bezos are as powerful because of government collusion and interference and him abusing the postal system because of government. You allow government to be bigger, there'll be bigger crooks out there like Jeff Bezos and the government wasn't as powerful, wasn't as bureaucratic, wasn't as in your face as the Pentagon and the CIA and the deep state and all the money that they have. If they weren't as powerful, Jeff Bezos wouldn't agree. Wouldn't be here. Sorry. Radada. And I just want to say. <laughs> Do you agree or disagree? Do you agree? Or Look, disagree man, on like we've had the conversation before, because I don't want to get into this whole thing again, but <laughs> you get rid of the institution of government, which is not great, which needs a ton of oversight, right? You get rid of it altogether. The thing that takes it over is another organization run by what? People. People run these organizations. Yes, people are imperfect. Exactly. Sorry, so there is no perfection. People also manipulate and take advantage of one another. Um, this isn't even like a pro-government yes. stance. I'm just saying just because a government is tyrannical doesn't mean that when you get rid of it, the system that takes its place is less tyrannical. We as a people, as a society of human beings throughout the world, have never never organized a, a society without leaders ever it's never happened people rise to the top that's biology um you know if you want to talk about darwin being right about something survival of the fittest has some some true nuances in reality now do i believe in social darwinism not as something that's going to be my mantra do i believe it exists in society damn straight it does Damn straight Darwin. it does. Listen, Lai McGee Manafort ate a lot of people up on the way up in some social climb in Darwinism. And then all of a sudden, a larger class came and said, oh, you don't want to pay your taxi? We make you Russian agent. <laughs> and you go to jail, jail. So there's always a bigger dog. 
And it doesn't matter what institution of power that's that that bigger dog is a part of, whether it's government or not. That's my only point, my man. And I want to say Darn, this. Yeah, Darwin was taking way too many hallucinogenics. <laughs> I think he was taking ayahuasca as well. I don't agree with Darwin on some of the, his points as well. But regardless of all that, yes, human beings uh, could be corrupted but they're corrupted with larger institutions and the centralization of power. Now, for me, the end goal is always moving away from that centralization, decentralizing things, making them more uh, free, making them more liberated, letting them flow as they naturally would flow in a way where you don't have a middleman collecting money on every interaction or every bigger action that's taking place, saying, I am the moral authority here. Because again, government is not moral. Government ultimately provides, I believe, a bigger disservice towards the bigger progress of humanity and also at the same time creating megalith giants like Amazon, like Google, like Facebook, which, again, as Barack Obama said, wouldn't exist if it wasn't for government. Uh, that, to me, is the, the biggest enemy. That's the biggest creation. And to me, the biggest solution is people moving away from government, less taxes, less money for the beast, less um, giving up your power, your authority to someone else and being responsible for yourself as an individual as a human being and living your life free that to me is the ultimate solution and i think slowly progressing towards that slowly pushing for that with less government less taxes less intervention of the state is the right direction and that's where we disagree and that's okay um if there's anything else you want to say about this particular issue you can but specifically on the tucker carlson thing i do believe tucker tucker carlson did release an official response saying this is why we actually never aired this uh this particular segment i haven't looked at it but there is a second rebuttal that tucker had to this uh that uh is worth looking into in my own personal opinion. Jason? Yeah, you know, he, you know, he did. He did. He absolutely responded. I, I have not looked at that response either. I, I think it, no matter what his response is, the, the tape speaks for itself. You know, it's not edited. It was somebody that was in the, uh, the broadcast room who obviously knew it was not going to air and decided to use their cell phone for the footage. Hell, I don't even really like Now This that put together the little square video that we were looking. But, hey, man. I give credit to where credit's due, and they were the first ones to break it, so that's why I went with that one. We do get a couple super chats, and I, I want to say that the stories are over the week, for folks, because uh, my Friday or my Thursday, Friday, Saturday story were all Epstein and uh, R. Kelly re related, and we've already hammered it out. So I'm going to put the phone lines on and uh, put the number up as we go through these last couple of super chats, and the first person to call will get in at 607-542-9184, 607-542-9184. Bart! Sobolski says Jeff Bezos. So what about Rockefeller, Luke? He he he. Um, I mean, which which Rockefeller? We could talk about a ton of them. In fact, we do talk about a ton of them. We talk about David, Nelson, Lawrence, yeah. you name it. Uh, don't forget well, about Johnny. You know, old yeah. man Rockefeller. If you haven't seen There Will Be Blood, that's supposedly based on John Rockefeller. That's some hardcore shizzle right there. Yeah. Well, well, Bart brings up a very good point and a contradiction to my ideology by bringing up Rockefeller because Rockefeller, the original kind of Rockefeller gained to prominence happened when the original David Rockefeller uh, set up an oil company and he set up gas stations uh, very close, if not right next to existing gas stations that were competing the same business as him. Let's take this phone call. And then he would, of course, lower his prices like Walmart does, people would go to him, the other business would go out of business, and then he would hike prices up when they were unbearable to pay, and then get a control and a monopoly on the industry until the government broke uh, him down. But uh, 
You gotta turn that down, brother. Brother, you got brother. Whoever audio is through, so please make sure you lower your volume before you call in. Sir, ma'am, whoever's got it, we need you to turn down the live stream. We can't hear you. Yeah, sir, you gotta you gotta turn down the live stream so we can talk to you. Oh, turn down the live stream. Yes, turn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the live stream, not the phone. We got it. We got an echo there. Is okay. this the first caller? <laughs> no, that's fine. Hey. All right, brother. Uh, what's your name? What would you like to talk about? You're on the Hey, uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, my name is Joel. How are you? Good. Cool. Um, so what's going on in on the border of Venezuela and, and Colombia right now? Yeah, do you want to take that one, Luke? Because there are some um, pretty crazy border issues. I saw that in my uh, timeline this morning, Daily Mail. Um, you know, basically they're talking about whether or not this aid is going to be able to come in, you know, the, the United States help, but we all know it's not really help. It's us trying to be interventionalists into this. Well, what's your take? Where do you think it's going to go, Luke? I mean, is the U S going to have his way or is Maduro going to maintain power? Well, I'm watching what's happening right now, and it looks like the interim president, which again went to a CIA university in the United States, walked across the border to Colombia. There is scuffles and what people are calling very violent protests happening right now on the Venezuelan-Colombian border. We're also hearing other reports of people being shot and injured. Uh, An indigenous woman supposedly being killed during these things. We're getting footage of a lot of trucks being sent with supposedly aid. There's other reports by the Venezuelans and, of course, the Maduro regime saying that they found many weapons that were being smuggled through this aid. This, of of course, caused Venezuela to close down a portion of its border and not let a lot of this aid through and right now because when that when when that announcement was made the interim president and some protesters against the venezuelan regime decided to stage a big protest i think even uh, richard branson is doing an aid concert uh did an aid concert right on the border and right now we have a situation where we have border control uh and uh, Maduro closing down the border we're also hearing reports of internet of the internet being suppressed there. And of course, these trucks and right. protesters happening on the side of the border trying to, of course, push through what they are calling aid. We're seeing trucks on fire. We're seeing a lot of conflicts. We're seeing some tear gas. But the worst of it all that I've seen, and I'm watching CNN right now as we're watching, as 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 I'm talking right now, is literally someone shot with a rubber bullet in the leg and it looks like a little hole. Uh, but nothing serious as from the clashes that I'm seeing right now. I saw other footage of of three protesters pushing against the riot cops and the riot cops just standing there. Um, I'm seeing a lot of tear gas. I'm seeing a counter demonstration as well in support of Maduro. So uh, it's a very breaking situation. Um, it's it's a very developing situation. It looks like the full throttle mm-hmm. by the U.S. mainstream media is to have regime change. Um, I am not a fan of Maduro. If there is regime change, I hope it is done by the will of the people and not through other assets, not through, of course, exterior means to promote, of course, uh, not the benefit of the people. Because, again, the people here are just getting screwed over by governments. They're getting screwed by the American government and the sanctions that are being put on them. They're getting screwed over by the Maduro government and their horrible policies that are also screwing them over. Uh, It's two idiots fighting each other. Um how it will develop. 
I think the two idiots will just keep being idiots and keep staying in power, honestly, from what I'm seeing here. Because, again, main reason why Maduro is in power is because of the resistance he is facing. And if it wasn't for this resistance, he wouldn't be as popular and as prominent as he is. And the only reason he is is because, again, this, this again, coordinated attack on him, which um, isn't uh, always legitimate, uh, which needs to be pointed out here. You got any closing comments, my friend? Right on. No, that's it. All right. Thank you so much. We got one more super chat, and it's by the uh, the great Jesse Schmidt. Jesse, thank you so much for everything you do for this program, man. I, I, I honestly, I appreciate it so much. Plus, you know, you're, you're a pretty smart, funny, witty guy. Um, this is a ridiculous comment, but what the hell? I'll read it anyway. <laughs> I don't think it's that ridiculous, Jason. Okay. Well, you don't have to. Jason, remember when you were almost an anarchist before Christmas? I don't remember any such thing. I remember you trying to push me towards anarchy and me laughing about it. Is this change of heart because communist Bernie Sanders is running for pres again? No, it is not. And yes, I saw, I don't, I don't know that you've seen it yet, Luke, but I saw it this morning. It was in my feed. It's this video of Bernie Sanders, old Bern, coming back from the Soviet Union in 1988 with his crazy hair and his wife, talking about how awesome it was in the Soviet Union, talking about um, their liberal arts program for kids in a theater, and talking about their train systems and how awesome it was. And yeah, was there a little bullshiz in there? You bet there was. Um, did it make me think, oh my God, Bernie's going to come to power and get the hammer and sickle on the flag. It's going to happen. I didn't think that either, Jesse. So, um, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to be feeling the burn come 2020. I'm not one of them. You're not voting for Bernie? Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. Okay, okay, good, good. Bart uh, Sabuleski has one more. He says Rockefeller colluded with railways, other companies, not government, to kill competition, so the evil government falls apart. Uh, Bart, uh, you bring up interesting points. I was I was talking about it right before we got the phone call. I was interrupted by that. Uh, again, Standard Oil was a major trust and was broken down. It was a major monopoly. It was broken down by the government. But these are different times that did exist. And, of course, there needs to be a devy of research that I need to do to counter your point here. But on its initial initial assessment, uh, without being able to conclude any research, you do have some validity in your argument. And that is one historical case of the breaking down of the Standard Oil Rockefeller trust business that was in the benefit of the people that did stop the Rockefeller uh, kind of empire in one small way. But at the same time, the Rockefeller mega empire also continued and thrived uh, historically after that because of the opposite uh, situation, because of government uh, helping them and the collusion with government that propelled them uh, as well throughout you know, history as well. So I do concede on that one point, but I will be doing more research on that particular case because, again, my history is not as fresh. I'm just talking off the top of my mind. Uh, and I will make sure to bring that up against Jason, uh, which Jason, uh, <laughs> in the next broadcast that we do, we do a broadcast every single Saturday. Uh, one last uh, super chat here by Tomato Gao says, keep up all the good work you do you guys make uh make my day every day thank you so much tomato gal really appreciate and appreciate everyone uh supporting watching and appreciate you jason for uh debating and talking and having this conversation with me and uh doing it in a rational way um and uh yeah 
Thanks for uh, being here, Jason. Well, thank you, Luke. And I'd like to thank the audience. And if you'd like to thank us even more without a super chat, without a membership, remember, you can grab one of those great shirts that we have. You see Luke rocking them in the videos, the demonetized, the NPC, the politics is not a team sport, all available right now. Remember to sign up for the newsletter to get things like the full hour long David Icke interview uninterrupted before anybody else and a lot of other great stuff. And remember also to subscribe and hit those notifications, not only on the main channel, but over on the side channel where we'll probably be doing some dark overlord stuff later in the week. Luke? Yes, yes. We're also working on a CNN toilet t-shirt. Uh, it's going to be very great that you're working on Jason as well. People are asking me what's in my vape CBD, uh, but that's a whole nother issue. Jason, thank you for all the hard work that you do. Thank you for all you people who share and watch and, and are part of this broadcast. It wouldn't be as amazing if it wasn't for you. And that's why I end every single broadcast. Oh, we got one more super chat by uh, Lick Gore, who says, hashtag intervention militaria is trending on Twitter. Part two of the PSYOP to get the U.S. military in Venezuela. Um, yes, a lot of PSYOPs happening, a lot of disinformation. The story is always somewhere in the middle. Uh, always remember to question everything that you hear and never put anyone over yourself because you are a free, amazing human being. And because of that, love you guys. Thank you again so much for watching. Stay tuned for more here on YouTube.com forward slash we are change.